if the U.S. government, the media, the legal system, and the church can't keep democracy alive. It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this. Welcome to a state sale. I'm Lori Lattimore-Volkman. And I'm Brad Rayleigh. Today, we want to further eviscerate the jackasses trying to overturn the presidential election win by Joe Biden, discuss some of Biden's potential cabinet picks, and of course, mention the bullshittery of people like Franklin Graham, Lou Dobbs, Stephen Miller, who else? Too many to name, too, too, too many to name. <laughs> so let's talk about these frivolous efforts by Trump and the GOP to overturn the election. To date, he has filed and lost nearly 60 cases in state and appellate courts, primarily because he has zero evidence for the fraud he claims, and even his lawyers know they have no standing and refuse to actually claim anything in court under threat of perjury. Earlier this week, the Supreme Court threw out an appeal from Pennsylvania with a one-sentence rebuke that basically said, get the F out of here with your bogus case. And then Friday night, the Supreme Court issued another spanking to the Texas Attorney General and the 17 other state AGs who joined him, who had filed a petition directly to the Supreme Court to basically ask that all votes in states that Trump lost be thrown out. But of course, all others must count. So pretty much, the Supreme Court has said, we want no part of your bullshittery. Thank you very much. But that, of course, still didn't stop 106 U.S. congressmen earlier this week from also filing an amicus brief to that absurdity, piggybacking on the fact that only 27 elected Republican lawmakers in this country have even acknowledged that Joe Biden won the election. All of this in spite of Biden winning the popular vote by more than 7 million votes and taking 306 electoral college votes. It's just embarrassingly transparent how truly seditious this GOP actually is. Correct. So let's talk about it. <laughs> the worst part is Trump calling the state legislatures, basically asking them to change their rules to be able to overturn the Electoral College. Right. He was hectoring people in, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, and in Georgia, obviously, and, and Wisconsin, I think. Any of the battleground states, I mean, he's completely shameless on this. And then, of course, now he's invited all of those state attorney generals, I think, to, you know, to Washington to have lunch with them or something like that and praise them. He's evidently threatening the attorney general of Georgia who badmouthed that lawsuit. Here's the interesting part about all of this is that on one hand, you and I agree that this is incredibly dangerous for our, our democracy, that we are, right. he is steadily undermining faith in the, in democracy and, and in the vote. You have very legitimate questions for all these lawsuits to say, wait, are you, the only thing you're going to object to is the presidential? Are you actually threatening to you know go after seats that you won? You know, of course, that's not what they're thinking. So it's dangerous to do. But on, on the other hand, then there seems to be two different ways of looking at this. One of them is that Trump is just playing this as this is just a con. This is just to raise money. This is just to. Right. And then, right. then there are people who are saying that those attorney generals are doing the same thing, that they know this lawsuit isn't going anywhere, but they're just currying favor with the Trump and Trump, you know, wing of the of the party. 
there's even speculation that the guy in Texas is looking for a pardon because he's under investigation for ethics violations. I mean, it's Texas. Of course he is. <laughs> so there was an exchange the other day between uh, uh, Stephen Miller, the crypt keeper from, you know, whatever, and uh, Lou Dobbs. And as somebody said, Lou Dobbs has become almost North Korea-like, North yeah. Korea media-like. I mean, it's unbelievable. In that exchange, you could see Stephen Miller doing his little dog and pony show, really, you know, it, and then, but you saw that Lou Dobbs was a true believer. He was all in on this. And so it seems to me that we have this divide between these incredibly cynical, just let's just milk the people that are stupid enough to send us money. And then <laughs> the other side are people who are genuinely buying into this and it's just so goddamn exasperating i just want to you know i want to send to everybody i mean like franklin graham seen on essentially you know the same bullshit about well there's legitimate concerns about the election his tweet too was really subversive because it was very subtle the people who vote don't decide the election the people who count the votes right and that's right. all he said but the right. innuendo is of course all the states who voted for Joe Biden and counted those votes, they were being fraudulent. Right. But in anywhere else, of course, they weren't. Right. Like, all this bullshit. That's not true. This is how it goes. It's like, if you voted for Trump, your vote was legit. But if you didn't, it wasn't. And they yeah. act like, that's okay to claim. <laughs> I just consider it treason. And actually, I liked what Troy Paddock said. It's, it's more like sedition. A few people were talking about the cowards among the GOP who would, who would not acknowledge Biden's win. And I thought, the thing is to say that they're cowards is way too weak because it assumes yeah. that the people who are acknowledging the win are brave and they're not brave. They are just doing what they're supposed to do. They're just right. doing what you should do as an elected official in right. our American democracy. You are acknowledging a free and open elections results. The ones who are not acknowledging it are not cowards. I truly believe they are treasonous. They are basically saying our American democracy is not legit. And I, it's, it's bullshit, plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's absolutely, absolutely bullshit. It is, it is, <laughs> it is the most ridiculous. I really honestly struggle to figure out how to explain this. I, I agree with you completely. You don't get a goddamn cookie because you admit what is readily apparent. The whole thing that they're banking on is that somehow these Dominion machines had an algorithm in them, which of course nobody knows what a fucking al algorithm is. Certainly not these people, but that's just something you throw out because it makes it sound like you've got something. I know. To be fair to anybody listening. I know that algorithms are real and that there are people who can't explain them. But, you know, for most people, it's just this mysterious, you know, ether that, that does right. something, you know. And so their argument is, is that there was an algorithm created by Hugo Chavez or whatever the fuck um, that was essentially periodically just peeling off Trump votes and giving them to Biden. The guy that, that Trump fired um, that was in charge of our, our um, cybersecurity pointed out, we did a hand recount in Georgia of all of those ballots. Those ballots were not created by a machine. They were counted by a machine. So when you had the ballots still remaining and you recounted them by hand, it turned out to be roughly the same. Certainly, you know, not enough to change the outcome of the election. And that should have been the end of it. Right. You know, but then then they've got, good God, that 
speaking of crypt keepers, uh, the stone guy was talking about what was it? They were shipping in North Korea ballots from North Korea. Yeah. North Korea, who can't fucking feed their people, somehow are able to create Georgia ballots, ship them all over the world, get them through customs, get them through Republican. Uh, of course, they're all part of the deep state, Lori. That's one of the things we're learning. Uh, even <laughs> evidently John Roberts and uh, Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett are part of the deep state. Yeah. How That's ironic. how fucking ridiculous we, this is. <laughs> it's true. When I saw that story about Roger Stone, I was like, did Rudy Giuliani text this from his ICU bed? Because <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I... We knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked for yeah. weeks ahead of the election about their attempts to cheat and the attempts to steal the election. And I'm thrilled that it didn't really happen effectively before the election. But... <laughs> these antics after have gone even farther than I assumed they would of yeah. begging people to overturn a process and to violate the law to make Trump right. president, like to not even prove that he was elected already, right. but to just make it up <laughs> and to be so transparent and out in the open with that request and have it be treated with some legitimacy by 70 million Americans it's beyond maddening. It's it's depressing if yeah. you think about it for yeah. more than ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we really have I, stupid, stupid people in this country, and we have a, a really have an attempted coup. I mean, you're yeah. exactly right. I mean, as somebody pointed out, I think it might have been Jennifer Rubin. What are those Republicans who have spent the last couple of weeks saying? Well, we just have to see this through. See the court cases. These are legitimate questions. They're not legitimate questions, but you know that the president has the right to pursue this challenge. Whatever. He has the right to see that through. Well, that is pretty much done. You know, I mean, this yeah. this Hail Mary by Texas um, <laughs> is the last possible thing. And I mean, I go back to about the Supreme Court is that everybody on that court, except for perhaps uh, Thomas, who's just bitter and mean, you know, the rest of them actually are looking at their legacy well beyond Trump. They know they're going to be on there after Trump. And yeah. so they the last thing they want to be seen as is is some kind of, little pet dog you know on on the supreme court you don't want to see yourself that way even if that's how you got the position so yeah. i wonder about amy coney barrett i'm not sure yeah. she's quite that savvy yeah i really puzzled by some of these other republicans and they're i agree it's not it's not about bravery it's just about craving absolute bullshit I'm 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 running out of words, Lori. I'm just going to be at some point just saying bullshit, 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 bullshit. And you can just actually, I think maybe Susie would love this. Uh, shout out to Susie Lawrence. Um, is that you could just actually just have a, a little clip of me saying bullshit, 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 and then just you just do the podcast, and then just occasionally just put, that, put that in. Just go All right. Here's Brad's response. <laughs> and we'll throw in a. We'll do a fucking bullshit for, you know, just good for, measure, for fun, little variety. But, yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. Except yeah. we would miss some of the, the key combinations you get with words. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's some good ones in there that I would never think of on my own. I'm not sure I'd be able to splice those together quite as creatively as you do. Aww. organically so I, well, you're gonna have to still be part of that's this a, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me 
You can string a cuss word <laughs> sentence like no other. All Some right. of us are good at things, you know, like teaching or performing or sports. And some of us can just curse like motherfuckers. That's <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I could be the latter more often. You do fine. You do fine. <laughs> All right. So what else are we going to talk about? So, so we've, we've talked about this state case, which like I said, one of the things that is, um, some of the people I've been reading saying not only is, is it frivolous and oh, by the way, the Supreme court doesn't normally like frivolous suits. They get really pissed yeah. at that. It will test the, possible politicalization of our Supreme Court. Yeah. And I was impressed with their one sentence dismissal of the Pennsylvania case. Like, yeah. basically, you have no evidence. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like that was kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and somebody pointed out that actually the Pennsylvania case was actually more credible than the Texas case. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see, obviously. And then, of course, we know that actually Trump is putting pressure on people like Jim Jordan. Um, I, I can't say that without announce, uh, seeing it in my head as G Y M Jordan. The only way to see it. <laughs> right. But he's putting pressure on them to do, to pull a, uh, on January 6th, when they get together to certify the vote, there's going to be all these Republicans, especially in the house who are going to object. And they're trying to get some senators to come on board. I don't think that's going to work either even though it's tight over there, you know, and there are a lot of nut jobs in the Senate. That's for fucks sure. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I mean, again, we're back to what you just said very clearly is that it was one thing to actually say, okay, there's fraud. We need to, we're going to prove that there's fraud and we're going to show that there's fraud. And at every level that they did that, they were unable to show that. And we saw actually one of the more interesting things that several other people smarter than me pointed out is that you had attorneys who, got up in court and would say, including Rudy Giuliani would say, I am not arguing fraud because he knows even, even Rudy Giuliani with the, the motor oil leaking out of his head <laughs> knows that if he lies to the judge, he could actually go to jail. He could right. certainly lose his license. He could actually really find himself. So you, you don't just go in there and just say stuff. Even Sidney Powell, I think is not lying. She just is asserting stupid, ridiculous arguments, but then right. they go out in front of that made up hearing in Michigan with, the drunk lady and they can say whatever they want. They can say that there's no perjury attached there. There's no anything there. And so back to your original point was they tried to prove fraud or they thought there was fraud. There's no fraud. We recounted by hand all the votes in Georgia. Biden won Georgia. Sorry, Donald Biden won Georgia. And now we're at the point where he is saying, just ignore all that override all that. That's what we call a coup. That's what that is. Uh, whether he succeeds at it or not, it's still a coup. And we have a major party who talks about uh, country and talks about the constitution and talks about, by the way, for fuck's sake, they say that God ordained our system of government and they are here trying to do a coup. Every observer who has dealt with overseas elections and overseas challenges and says, this is what a coup looks like. And they're doing this. And luckily for us, their biggest screw up is they don't quite have the conservative media on board because they're fighting them at the same time. The Fox News hosts like Tucker and Sean Hannity and Lou Dobbs, they're all on board, of course. Picking a fight with Fox News hasn't really helped their case to really make it the biggest sham that they can. They're not consistent no. in their ability to pull off this coup, which thank goodness. I mean, it, as we have said 
from the beginning, it's a good thing they're stupid because they are trying to really undermine our democracy. They're right. just not very good at it, so they can't pull it off. Yeah, I mean, you see with, with Leffler and, and Purdue, I think the exact dilemma that you're talking about. David Purdue was doing a, a rally someplace, you know, and, and one of the Klan members kept shouting at him. It's probably unfair. They're probably <laughs> part of the auxiliary plan uh, out there actually in the it's, but, no, you know, it's moved on to the boogaloo boys or the proud right, 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 boys right, right. <laughs> yeah so one of them you know they're shouting out from the crowd uh why aren't you helping trump you know and so he's out there trying to but purdue and leffler themselves are still kissing trump's butt like right did you see any of the debate between leffler and warnock because moderators ask her directly did trump lose the election and she would not she just kept going to the president has the right to pursue these i mean she she right. she honestly what a horrible empty sack of a human she is my lord no wonder she's a republican senator by the way <laughs> i know i know there was somebody who tweeted a picture of one of her mansions and and <laughs> mentioned how she's trying to run on the I'm just like you. We're all going through this together platform. They're like, right. um, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, you know, um, I mean, I mean, we've all had to, you know, perhaps close down the big fountain in front and maybe, you know, we've had to, we, we've had to furlough some of our, our drivers because we don't have enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, she's, she's, but you're exactly right. I mean, this, this really is a cult. This is really a cult, the cult of the personality like we have never seen. And, and there is, and this isn't irony, but it is something similar to this. I still remember conservatives, you know, that there was, there was a legitimate actual argument that there were some people on the left who revered Obama to the point, don't get me wrong, this is not the mainstream Democratic Party at all who respected uh, Obama, uh, Obama and still respect him, but they didn't, you know, nobody was worshiping the man. Right. Um, and of course, he didn't treat us like we're idiots. And and as everybody keeps or everybody keeps talking about Trump as he demands loyalty, Trump doesn't demand loyalty. He demands fealty. And you see that with Kemp and the and the other election officials in Georgia. He's willing to drive over them literally with his fucking bus. He right. would absolutely back over them multiple times if he thought that would get him votes or get him something. And yet, on the other hand, you have people like Purdue and Leffler who literally, David Purdue is up on a stage turning around saying, we love you, Mr. President. I mean, what a sickening display of bullshit. There's the bullshit again, Lori. Yeah, That's the, yeah it's, it um, is. It's, it it's all comes back to bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, we haven't even talked about is continued display of just sickening hypocrisy from this group regarding COVID. Just this week with Rudy Giuliani, for example, getting COVID, and then he, today he's talking about how lucky he is because he got the five-star celebrity treatment that Donald Trump got, which most Americans do not get. You have to be Trump's inner circle, essentially, to be given that kind of treatment. And so to think that it's not a problem is, of course, insane on the one hand hey look it's not that bad because i get all this great treatment and then for everyone else we're, we're going to ignore it we're not talking about it Three thousand deaths that's not a big deal the fact that we have how many millions that have contracted the virus and yet our gop will not pass or mcconnell i should say in particular right. will not pass a covid relief bill because he's just that awful 
I can't even, I don't know what to do with those people. No, did you see in the Washington Post this morning, they were talking about a, a, a huge uptick in shoplifting at grocery stores because yes. people are so desperate to, to feed their families. And I honestly, I, I, I want to meet Franklin Graham and kick him in the crotch so hard. Yeah. Because when I, when I look at this, I'm like, you fuckers talk about being pro-life. 3,000 people dying a day. That is that is 9-11 numbers on a daily basis. If you read the stories about South Dakota, North Dakota, and the Great Plains, there's a, an x-ray technician who's sleeping in a van in the parking lot because they're, they're losing so many people to sickness that he's the only one who can read a goddamn x-ray, and he's got to stay safe. He can't go home. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, and, and one of the things, by the way, we are seeing is these hospitals are filling up to the point, and you made this point early on, that... Yes, we've made advances in treatment and everything else. Of course, not everybody's getting the uh, monoclonal antibodies uh, that you know that Trump and Giuliani and whatever his his friends get. But even all of the advances are of no good if you can't be in a hospital with a doctor and, and a nurse who actually knows what the fuck they're doing. And they're having people, including elderly people who are on oxygen at home, that they have to take oxygen to them because they don't have a room for them. They can't bring them in unless they are honestly at death's door. And even then, I don't know where they're going to put them. They're treating people in the hallways. And we have these fuckers going around. I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond criminal. It's hypocritical. It's, it's, it's horrific. I mean, these are, these are people who would, I use this all the time, but I, I honestly believe it to be true. These are people that would load us into cattle cars to, to the ovens and they would do so patting themselves on the back. I, I, I yeah. that used to be just hyperbole. And now I'm saying, no, they're letting 3000 people die a day and telling us, gaslighting us telling us it's not that bad and you're like fuck you right right i mean honestly think as you're talking i'm thinking it is it is genocide what they have been getting away with they know how to help they, it's just they right. won't do it somebody pointed out by the way uh, because we have good news on the vaccines and i've been listening to a lot of podcasts on how these uh, messenger rna uh, vaccines work and i think it's very exciting and i'm i'm looking forward to i'm down in the list i'm way back in the list and i'm okay with that too but somebody pointed out that one of the problems is that by letting the pandemic just go wild and he made the comparison to a fire and said you know this is like actually now having a forest fire and yes you have a treatment coming out and it's a fire hose and that fire hose is now going to be trying to put out a, a pandemic that's raging as opposed to if we had it limited and put down then those vaccines would be allowed to really help us get back on our feet honestly i i don't know how much more our our hospital system can 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 manage i don't i mean it's well and the, the mismanagement by the Trump administration is going to be revealed again and again over the next few months. Even Biden's team, who will be very well prepared to handle this kind of thing because they have experience with pandemics, with H1N1, as well as Ebola. Just the lack of preparation and management so far is going to be a problem because currently they don't even know how they're going to distribute the vaccine to the states. They, there is no money to do that, which means public health departments have to figure this out on their own. And they are cash strapped. They don't have any money right. because they've been dealing with this crisis for months without a lot of assistance. All the logistics with these different vaccines too, you know, having to do two doses, having to keep them on, yep. you know, in super cold storage. I mean, these are real logistical problems that are, are not... Trump's fault that those exist, but right. because of his total lack of organization and care to deal with the details of something so massive and important, it's just going to become a bigger and bigger problem for everybody down the ladder 
This vaccine also doesn't really work if most people don't take it. And they keep telling us that we're still going to need to be wearing the masks and stuff for a little while, even after the vaccine comes, because it's going to take a year to get the vaccine distributed widely. And in the meantime, you really have to keep the spread down. And so given the way they've handled this and trying to get all these hundreds of millions of Americans to be on the same page is going to be such a challenge for Biden and his team that we're still going to be dealing with the fallout of such a terrible, inadequate, unprepared asshole yeah. in the White House. Yeah. No, absolutely. That was good. By the way. <laughs> in our final few minutes, we should address Biden's team because just big picture, we have a very diverse and a very qualified group of people being introduced. And whether the Senate will let them through is a whole other matter that we'll take up yeah. next year, I'm sure. But, you know, he's got a lot of women. He's got people of color. All in all, we are looking at a cabinet of just extremely qualified individuals. And it's a relief once we get past this bullshittery from Trump and the GOP over these over the election, we have people who will hit the ground running trying to take care of Americans. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. And 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 one final note on on his nominees. Not one of them appears to be to be a family member or uh, you know a uh, pillow salesman, and I I have to applaud that. So or a criminal or or a mob member, right? Yeah. Or a yeah, TV star? Really... No TV stars. No TV stars. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Actual economists, actual people with with experience. Uh, it's yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I like that. Yeah, and just because I can speak to it, the woman he's tapped for. Press secretary, who does not have to be confirmed, Jen Psaki, is outstanding. She worked on Obama's communication team. She's worked on Biden's transition team. The press really like her. They trust her to not just be kind of a PR person for the president, but to give facts and the truth and to and just be a straight shooter. One of my biggest hopes with this next administration is we help the government and help the press in, improve their trust with the American public, which will be extremely important. Yep. I agree. All right. I agree. It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this. You're going to bullshit in just about every one of our episode headlines in 2021. I'm okay with that. We can change, we can change the name of the show if we need to. Yeah.